Hello, cleaning buddies. Welcome to the podcast. This is Jin Lin, and I'm going to go over chapter two of the Smartphone Dumb Phone Book by Alan Carr and John Dicey. And um, I'm actually feeding the baby right now, so the sound you may hear that sounds like a little piglet is not, in fact, a little piglet. Um, I guess it's my little piglet. Um, so trying to get to my notes while I'm holding her here and I'm just going to try to get through as many chapters as I can while I have a place to myself. So, um, chapter two actually focuses, oh, before I start, I'm sorry, just as a reminder, you really do have to have the book and you really do have to read the book. So if you haven't even started reading the book yet, please stop now and read the first two chapters before you continue. You should read the chapter before you listen to this. Um, just to kind of, this is more for like people that have already read the whole book as a refresher or just my takeaways. I'm adding some things to each chapter based on where I messed up last time. So, um, and I talked a little bit about that in the last, um, recording that I did, but anyway, chapter two, um, talks about the benefits of digital technology. And you're probably thinking like, why are they going to spend time talking about the benefits when we're trying to stop? But it's because, there is a reason why, um, you really, that's always been my biggest thing is like, I can't just not ever use a phone, you know? So, um, anyway, just what you have to do is remember that the first step, the first thing we're going to do when we get to chapter five, the end of chapter five is identifying useful technology. And, um, we want to be able to access the good while staying away from the stuff that's going to get us hooked in using it inappropriately. Um, Another thing that this chapter talks about is the fact that, you know, if you were addicted to a drug, the argument for quitting would be very easy. Like, it's a drug, it's bad for you, you need to quit doing it. Um, But for digital technology or phones or whatever, um, or going back into drug addiction, um, there's no real benefit and the likely, most likely side effect is going to be that the person dies, depending on what kind of drugs they're doing. Um, but technology does have an actual benefit, and it's not just evil in and of itself. It really isn't, even though we've talked about the designers of different things and stuff like that. That's not for everything. Um, but there are definitely junk apps, and that's what you have to look out for. Um, you've probably heard me say it a million times, TikTok like no one should have TikTok on their phone. You need to delete TikTok. There's so many reasons why um, that I could get into if someone really wants to hear about it. But they're just like they'll say later in this book that there's no place for games, period. Like if you're addicted to games, if you're not addicted to games and you can use them and put them away, that's different. But with TikTok, it's impossible not to get addicted to TikTok because it has no end. There's no end point. There's no place where it says, are you still watching Um, it's just mindless scrolling, you know, so that's, I think is really bad. Um, so the chapter goes into the history of progress as far as technology goes. Um, and basically any technology does this, but, um, even if you think like a pencil seriously is a form of technology, um, but technology saves time. Um, it allows you to reach more, um, think about, If you're having a yard sale and you used to put an ad in the paper, only the people who actually went and got the paper that day could see it. But if you put an ad in Facebook Marketplace that you're having a yard sale, then you're reaching 
everybody. Um, information access, shopping, sharing news from, um, I guess I was trying to say multiple sources, um, GPS and um, seeing things before you go. Those two benefits right there are like my, like somebody said, I feel like God said that Jen Lynn needs GPS and I, somebody's got to invent this before this girl starts driving because she will stay perpetually lost if someone does not invent this. So GPS, um, like being able to have directions to things is so awesome. And also I really don't like to go places that I have not seen. It helps me so much to see what a building looks like or what it is on the inside before I go in. And I don't know why. And it's not like I won't go in if those things aren't met, but I really do like to see those things before I go to places. Um, this talks about user experience. Um, as an aside, it talks about websites. Um, but now, really, everything is shifting to delivered content. And that's, I don't think the book really goes into that much. You're fine. Shh. But so much now gets delivered to your email. You may want to try to use something like um, Unroll Me, which is an app that goes into your email and you can um, get rid of junk. You still get all your stuff. Anything that you say you want to get rolled up, it'll put it in one email a day instead of getting 50,000 emails. Um, but a lot of things are shifting to delivered content. Um, and I said here, we're even getting lazy on searching. Um, the danger there is that um, and this goes into that video that I talked about um, looking at and seeing before. But um, um, okay, I'm going to talk here in a second. Um, when you have all the content delivered to you and then it's tailored based on all of your search history and all of the different things that you do online every day, the danger there is that, number one, for confirmation bias. So basically... You're going to only be getting news and things and sources that already go along with what you search for, what you believe in. You're never going to see anything that is going to challenge you um, and maybe make you think about things and maybe give you some information like this book will do that's going to make you say, hey, maybe I don't have all the answers here. So that's the danger of this delivered content stuff. And the other part of that is that um, I remember, I don't even remember where I heard or saw this, but there were people talking about the fact that like, you know, they're sending you products before you even like things you haven't even searched for, but it is things that you want and they know it's stuff that you want because they know everything about you. But the problem is like you never, there's never that thing of like browsing and like discovering something new. And so you're kind of just staying exactly the same and stagnating, which is never a good place for any person to be. So, um, that's one of the dangers of that. But the confirmation bias thing is um, probably one of the reasons that it's like not one of the reasons, but it really goes along with this whole idea. As we get further into this book, it'll talk about um, keeping an open mind to truths that you may not have, you know, you might be like, oh, that's bullcrap. But if you can keep an open mind that it might possibly be true, that is a thing that's going to save you and get you off your device. Okay, moving on. Let's see what else I talked about. Oh, yeah. I think this is the section called What's Wrong With This Picture. And he talks about never 
really leaving work. And there's actually like, I've heard that there's been legislation and stuff to actually make employers stop expecting that the person will be available 24-7. Unless you're going to pay them 24-7, you shouldn't expect your employees to be available 24-7. Now, there are some exceptions to that, of course. Um, But another thing with that is um, that people really have gotten to this point where like, if you don't text them back, if you leave them on red, if you do this and that, and I'm not, I'm just like, okay, we're raising a nation of stalkers. Like people are allowed to have things come up. You could read something and then your baby falls down and you have to go take care of them. And somebody's sitting here going, you left me on red. I'm gonna leave you on red. You know, like that's their mindset there. And I just think it's so stupid anyway. Um, but I personally refuse to have my work email on my phone. Um, and I only update my work Facebook at work. Um, however, right now, um, everyone's on quarantine. So I'm actually, I am having to do this from home, but I have set myself a limit between the hours of eight and three, which is what my work told me to do. Um, the hours that were required to work each day. So, um, I don't really worry about it. Outside of those hours, it's the weekend right now. I have not worried about it this weekend either. Um, So we talked about at the beginning of this chapter how drug addiction is very easy to say, okay, there's lots of reasons why we want to quit this. Um, But there are damaging effects of digital addiction, um, and they can result in... What is that? (laughs) Well, it talks about... And I probably had a little bit of this the first time I read this book when I finally like stopped because it was kind of like those training wheels coming off and like you're going into this uncharted territory. Um, But techno fear is something that people can experience um, and that makes you blind to the actual benefits. So some of these people are like really going overboard with like, oh my gosh, they're tracking this, they're tracking that. Like, yeah, there's certain things you can do to help that and... um, I don't know. Like I, I kind of went from, I don't want anybody to know what I'm doing to like, I'm not doing anything wrong. So I don't really care. And I do understand the thing that people are mining your data and they're using that for different reasons. Um, but there really are some genuine benefits. Um, and this says, so what are the threats? And I wrote after that chapter three, cause that's the thing about this book that drives me crazy. If you're trying to take notes throughout this book, it's like, okay, I'm going to write. So what are the threats? And I'm going to write this down. And then, no, it doesn't talk about it. It talks about it in the next chapter or maybe two chapters down the road or whatever. Um, But we will definitely get to that in chapter three. Um, And I'm going to give you some homework. This will actually help you a little bit for chapter five when when the book actually gives you some homework. but if you've just finished chapter two, or if you finished the book and you haven't done anything and you haven't written anything down, you didn't follow the rules, you're going to mess up if you don't go back and do this stuff. So start here. So your homework is to list actual beneficial ways that you use technology. Um, I don't think this is in the book, but maybe it is. Maybe you just said to think about it. I don't know. Um, but here's some ideas. Um, checking the weather. Shopping. Oh, I was going to talk about this. So I use Shipped, and last year... They sent me an email telling me how much time they saved me. So I guess they looked at my shopping trips, like how long from the time the shopper started until my groceries were delivered. And they told me how much time they saved me. 
And how they also told me how many items I purchased and how many shopping trips. And I was like kind of embarrassed. But anyway, 80 hours. That's two full work weeks of time saved by using that. That to me is a huge benefit of technology. So, which I don't necessarily, I don't think have to use your phone for that. But, um, and for me, um, family connections. And I wrote after this memes though. Um, one of the, like when I went through and kind of limited my Facebook a little bit more and I need to do it again already. Um, but I'll wait till I get to that chapter in the book this time. Um, I really do want to connect with my family and see stuff from them and their pictures and photos and all that kind of stuff. But like when I go on Facebook, all I see are just people posting memes and stupid stuff and whatever. And so like, I enjoy that stuff too. Like, I think it's funny. I'm not like, oh my God, you posted a meme. I do it too. However, when you're trying to just use it for the right purposes and your purpose is to connect with family members and you go on there and all you see is memes and jokes and people answering, here's 50 things you didn't know about me or whatever, which those are actually kind of interesting too. Um, but I almost wish there was some kind of social media that was just updates, just pictures of your kids, just like stuff about your life. Like that's what I want to know for my friends and family. I don't want to see another toilet paper meme or, you know, I mean, if it's something they're actually doing, like one of my friend's kids did this goofy quarantine thing with family members. It was really funny. It was a video of her actual kid doing it. It was not a meme, you know? And like I said, I enjoy looking at memes and stuff like that too, but, um, not for like, it's not the purpose I want to use that for. So it is a little bit difficult for me with that. Anyway, that is all that I have for chapter two. So, um, it's kind of was a short one. I don't think the chapter itself is very short, so make sure that you read it.